Thank you, Jim. Thank you, Lighthouse Church. Thank you, Pastor Adrian and the elders for having me here today. Such an honor and a blessing to serve here. Thank you so much for your many years of sharing the good news of the gospel. You have provided over 700 Bibles over the years. It's just so great to uh, be here. Thank you. Let's hear for the worship team. Wasn't they amazing? I mean, that was amazing worship. Get a little piece of heaven here. If you have your Bibles, the scripture reading today is from Matthew 28, 16 to 20. That's Matthew chapter 8. I'm reading, I'm reading from the NIV. I love hearing the pages of the Bible, you know, it's like the breath of God. Matthew 28, verses 16 to 20, the NIV. Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I will, I will and I am, I will be with you always to the very end of the age. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let's pray. Well, Heavenly Father, it is so good to be here at Lighthouse Church. We are blessed to be in this facility. It is a great place, a great place of worship. May my words be your words today as we share the good news of the gospel as found in Matthew 28, 16 to 20, and how we can make disciples to this hurting world and provide the word of the Lord in Jesus' precious name. Amen. I'd like to call this the great commission. The reason being is because it's a commission, but it's a commission. It's you, me, and Jesus, right? I like what Reverend Charles F. Stanley, he was kind of one of my mentors, and my wife's from the States, and we used to go to his church, and I just used to love going to hear him preach. He'd always say, obey God and leave all the consequences to him. A vision for believers. True believers do not receive grace. They build their life around sharing it with others every day. It's a daily thing. It's a cradle-to-grave experience. Most people have aspirations for their life. Some aim for high-powered careers or financial success, while others dream about having close friendships or impacting the world. But no matter what our personal goals may be, we should always be aware of the vision of God that he has for his children. That's you and me. Known as the great commission, as I said, the great commission, Matthew 20, 19, 20, charges us to go make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. But what does it mean, make disciples? What's a disciple? Some Christians think this just refers adding people and new church members to, to this place. No, that's part of it. However, God is not interested in numbers or external experiences. 
He sees the heart. He's concerned about the genuine heart change. So he commissions his followers and leads us first to saving faith in Jesus Christ, our Lord, and then to the baptism as public declaration as the trust in our Lord and Savior. Once Jesus shared these objectives, the disciples spent the rest of the days fulfilling them. In fact, almost every one of them, except for a couple of them, gave their life to accomplish this. This command has not changed. Our Father still expects us to share the good news of the gospel today, to teach people how to be followers of Jesus Christ and to baptize those who are saved. So I have a question for you. Are you living in God's purpose as your guide? Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Ask him for courage to share his message of hope and love. I'm going to tell you a little story about Bill, a friend of mine. I live in an adult building, and Bill was the mechanical fire chief of Hamilton. And I remember when I first met him, my wife Charlene said, you know, you should go. It was a December day, but it was snowing. He said, you should go outside and give him a hot chocolate or a cup of coffee. I said, you kidding me? He's going to kill me. He's got no T-shirt on, and he's shoveling outside. He's like one of those macho guys. I said, I don't know. He's a fireman. I, who knows what he'll do to me? He said, no, no, no. He's retired. <laughs> Go and give this hot chocolate to him. I said, okay. Take that deep breathing exercise. <sighs> Go out with the hot chocolate. And he's leaning on his shovel now, taking a break, like Ken Dryden. And thankfully, we had, it was a good uh, day in hockey yesterday. The Canadians and the Leafs won. That was good. So he's leaning on his shovel like goalie Ken Dryden. And I'm getting closer. Dun, 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 dun. It's like Jaws. Dun, 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 dun. I think, he's going to pick that shovel up and give it to me right across. He goes, what do you want? I said, uh, just a cup of cold water. I mean, a cup of coffee, a hot, hot chocolate. Would you like a hot chocolate? Yes. It's a typical man. Yes. Sitting there, drinking it. I'm thinking, what do I do now? Holy Spirit, come. No. <laughs> okay. That was good. I didn't expect this. Then I saw a tear coming down his face on the side of his cheek. Put his shovel down. He said, you know, I've lived in this building 32 years. And not once has any." Buddy brought me a hot drink or a cold glass of water. Thank you very much. And that taught me something. Push beyond your fears. Shift your paradigm. Let the Holy Spirit lead you. Don't be afraid. Let God direct you. That's what I learned. Also, that good teacher, I was at a pastor's leaders conference with uh, Charles Price at Heritage Seminary, and he said, you know, to all the pastors and leaders, he said, we have to stop trying to bring people to Jesus, but be Jesus to people. That's what we need this Christmas. You are Jesus 
You are the light. You see this tree? This tree represents people, and you are these lights on the tree. You are to illuminate Christmas. You are the lighthouse of Amherstburg and this county. You bear the name as a church, but you bear the heart of Christ. You are to be Jesus to people. This is the great commission. Jesus gives these instructions. This event has become known as the Great Commission. Jesus tells his disciples to go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. Why are these three commands so difficult? John Piper once stated, we have three options in responding to Christ's compassion. Go, send, or disobey. There are many ways to participate in the great co-mission, and each is the extension of God's individual call in our lives. Throughout Scripture, God gives us specific commands. Deuteronomy 6.5, love the Lord your God. Mark 12.30.31, love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul, and love your neighbor as yourself. On these commands stand all the laws and the prophets. Follow me, Matthew 4.19, and go make disciples, Matthew 28.19. With each one, we have a choice to obey or disobey. Each one of these decisions requires personal conviction, but making disciples of all nations is a unique command because its fulfillment relies on the collaboration of the entire body of Christ, just like the worship team, not just the drums, the keyboards, the guitars, the bass, all of it makes a beautiful harmony to the Lord. That's you and me. It's a great task, too great for one person, but together as one church, one organization, we make psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs to the church. We can accomplish this. We are called to embrace this, to be responsible to helping and complete this. You know, Christmas, we get so involved with all the commercial, I call it the four C's, commercial Christmas, but it's not really, it's about Jesus. We have to see those in the trenches, our neighbors. I remember once going to a hockey game back in the fall, the Leafs and the Rangers, and you know, if you've ever been to the Scotia Bank Arena, everybody's getting out, go train, Uber, car, where's my car? Everybody's just going, 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 and I remember I was walking down Bay Street thinking, oh man, it's like, it's like 911, everybody's like ants on an anthill, they just want to go home, it's late, sure, we got to catch the gold train, sure, and I remember there was a man in the pillar and he had a black hoodie. And as I got closer, he had a dog, a black dog. And I remember I had one of these tracks that the, your pastor uses, Steps to Peace to God. And I didn't have any money as much as I usually have. I only had a pocket full of change. So I just emptied my pocket, put the track in the Tim's, Tim Horton's cup and, and uh, dumped in the change. And I was walking away and he says, God bless you. Because I was the only one who gave him anything. Everybody else was too busy. Busy sometimes, B-U-S-Y, is being, being under Satan's yoke, B-U-S-Y. You know, the antidote for that is Matthew 11. Come on to me, all you are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Matthew 28, 11, 28. And I remember seeing this man, and 
I was walking, I finally went down to the parking garage and I'm walking down. All I can hear was, God bless you, God bless you, God bless you. It's like, get out of my head, what's going on? I can't take this anymore. Ah. And I realized Jesus said the marginalized, the invisible, your neighbors, your friends, your relatives, they're not invisible. They are right before you. If you bless them, they will bless you back. And I learned a valuable lesson. Every person counts. No one's invisible. People need the gospel. You are Jesus with flesh on it. You are his greatest gift to the world. It's not a task for one person, but if every believer is called to embrace and res be responsible to this task, it will be completed. We need the whole church, all of you, to band together to minister the word, sharing the good news of the gospel. The good news of the gospel. There are many ways to participate in the good news of the gospel, the Great Commission, and each is an extension of God's individual call in our lives. Here are a few ways you can engage. First, of course, opportunities to go. Missionaries are goers. They take the risk. They make disciples. They equip. They're passionate evangelists, and they go spread the word, and they do what God has called them to do. If that's you, ask God to continue to guide your steps, and by his grace, he will reveal his path to you. 1 Corinthians 14, 33, and Psalm 16, 11. Second, the believer's role is a great commission. It's never stagnant. No matter where we are, at home or abroad, we should be living on mission. Do you know what that means? The Walmart cashier. The Petro Canada, the Esso person, the Tim Hortons person, the person you see every day at the grocery store, that's your mission field. Jesus commands us to go. These are opportunities to plant seeds. This is Christmas. People are hurting. My wife works at a funeral home. She's a funeral planner. She retired 44 years as a nurse, palliative care nurse, and now she's working at a funeral home, and she sees people death and dying all the time. People are ripe for the gospel right now. And they only have you. There's that story about Jesus, you know, Pentecost, and he's leaving, and it's a fictional story, and he's being ascended, and the disciples say, hey, where are you going? What's happening? You're leaving us. What is your other plan when you leave? What's, what's plan B? He says, there is no other plan. You are the plan. You are the plan. Jeremiah 11, 29 to 13. He has a plan and a future and a hope in Lighthouse Church. You are the plan. This congregation for this world, that world, and beyond. Let your light shine. This is Giving Sunday, and I thank you for your support to the Bible League. You know, when I became a Christian, I remember getting a Bible. This is the first Bible. You know how I got this Bible? 1982. Look, it's got duct tape. Real man's Bible. <laughs> I wrote in it, God, Jesus, salvation in Chinese. You know, I remember going to a farmer, and he took me out to the cornfield, and I don't like cornfields because I got lost in a maze once. <laughs> And he said, Norm, close your eyes. And I closed my eyes. He said, 
All I could feel was the sun burning on my face and the orange hue from the sunlight. And he said, do you feel it? He said, thank God for the sunshine and thank God for sending his son. I said, yes, Lord. It's a good acronym for the Bible, B-I-B-L-E. Bringing instruction before leaving earth. Bringing instruction before leaving earth. This is your template, the word of the Lord. People need the Lord. People need you to bring the word of the Lord to them. They need you. Like my friend Bill did, the fireman. You might be thinking, they're nasty. They're mean. They're rude to me. So what? Jesus has got your back. He's going to take care of it. And they'll be the first people to come to you when they're hurting. Finally, we need your prayers. Push. You always see push. I love acronyms. You always see push when, when you're going to the supermarket or the sliding doors, and the acronym for push is pray until something happens. Push. Finally, we need prayers. Yes, we need generous gifts to fund kingdom work, to do valuable things, but we need prayers. So the three opportunities, of course, is to go, to invest, spiritual return on investment, and pray. That's all people want today. They want to know Jesus. You are the rescue mission, the great commission. It's not a suggestion, it's a command to go and make disciples of all nations. Matthew 26, 19, Matthew uh, 28, 19 to 20, therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you, and surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age. So you don't have to be afraid because Jesus has your back. Jim has my back, but Jesus has got your life. Therefore, we have marching orders from Jesus, right? These are the two things, the Great Commission, not the Great Suggestion, to share the good news to all the earth. That's what we do at Bible League Canada. We share scripture to every nation, to every tribe. And at this moment, I'd like to take you on a little trip and show you some of the persecuted believers that you have helped and can help. Please watch this video, and I'll be back.